like this one guy that I dated, I was in 10th grade. He fucking, the first I ever gave, he started taking pictures of me. Hello. Great. What's up? We're live. So sort of. We're live. Okay. We're live. Right. Okay. Okay. Here she is. Whoa. What's up? Whoa. What's up? Hello. Hold on. Let me just fix this stuff here. Hello. Okay. What's up, Kitty? Woo! Good to see you, Kitty Reynolds. Good What's up? Good to see you, Ted. How are you? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Yes, thank Can you I for put coming. Feet on the couch. Or... Absolutely. Okay. We need you to get as comfortable okay. as possible. I like. You know, I'm a good guest. I like to. Yeah, I'm not just gonna throw my fucking you, socks. Do you on take the off your shoes at your own apartment? I do. I'm gonna. I think it's better without. I, yeah. I do take off my shoes in my own apartment um, because my roommate has that as a rule. It's oh, not okay. a personal. I don't personally care. Yeah. But in terms of like feet on the couch. Yeah. I do get a little bit. Really? I even get with a little socks. weird about it. Interesting. Not, not with everyone, but if there's someone that I'm like, I don't really trust your hygiene. Okay. I get a little bit like. Isn't that weird that socks are like that? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, wouldn't hands kind of be that situation? Like, you wouldn't want people's hands on your couch, which would be right. more understandable. Right. Like, your socks are potentially cover, like right. covering socks the germs. Socks should be fine, technically. Socks are more clean than your hands <laughs> and your face. Yeah. But there's something about, you know, a raw a raw sock uh -huh. that gets me a little like, don't put it on my fucking couch. Yeah, you know? I hear you. Is Kitty short for Catherine? It is. With okay. a C, though. Catherine with a C, oh, which is sort okay. of a surprise. Right. Well, I mean, you can't really spell the kitty with a C. Right. It's going to be, be like, city. Yeah. Like kitty in the city. Whoa. I guess we'll start there. Yeah. So how did you, how'd you get to New York? Where are you from originally? So I'm from Long Island. Okay, we're in Long Island. Um, I'm from Stony Brook. <laughs> and then I lived in D.C. after college for about... Four and a half years. Okay. And that was working there, being a normal person. Where'd you go to, like, American University? I went to Georgetown. Michigan. Michigan, but you, okay, so you went from Michigan to, to D.C. My friend who actually went to Stony Brook Medical School went to Michigan. That's funny. Interesting. So I went to Michigan, and I didn't even make it to the game because I was so drunk, which apparently that happens That's to people, that right? That was me every single, yeah, yeah I didn't, I barely got Woke to Woke up at, like, six, and then was passed out probably by, I don't know, 12, 30 oh, p.m.? Yeah. Yeah, it's Insane. a wild, wild experience. Yeah. It made me who I am today. Okay. It really did. Nice. But yeah, I was there and then I did like a Michigan and Washington program okay. where like my study abroad was DC. So I went to DC for a semester and I worked at Treasury and I was like a real fucking person. And then I just went back to DC after college. Were you a poli sci major? No, I was sociology. Okay. But I liked political stuff. What kind of programs were you studying in sociology? So. In D.C. So or at Michigan. It was maybe. different because, so I was doing sociology and I was minoring in writing. Okay. And I did social because it was what I was good at and I got good grades. And everyone was like, don't have your major be your career. You know, like it doesn't necessarily match up. And I was like, okay, good. I'm just going to get a high GPA. Okay. Which I did. Nice. And then. <laughs> and then I. Uh. And then I wanted to be a speechwriter. Was like my I wanted to be a ghostwriter. So then I started getting into executive comms, which is what brought me to DC. Executive communication. Yes. All right. So yeah, so the speech writing kind of translates into comedy, though. It kind of does. You want to sneak in a little bit in there during the speech. Yeah. You're like, thank you, everyone, for coming. Right. Even the Republicans. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Know, like, they, little jab in there. Right. Okay. And so I knew I wanted <laughs> to do public speaking, yes. like things related to. Uh -huh. But then. You know, more and more, I was like, I kind of be, the, I want to be the one to be speaking. Right. I was like, I don't really want. And I think because I was like younger, you know, in general, I was conforming more and I was more like, what is a career that would combine my skills? I wasn't necessarily like, oh, I'm passionate about writing for other people. I was just like, it just sounds good to have something that would be like a little bit political and include writing. Who were some of the people that you were writing for though? Or what positions? And it was so, government work? Yeah, so initially it was government work and then I moved into the private sector. So first I was working at Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration. So TIGTA it's called. TIGTA. TIGTA. And they watch the IRS. So people don't know this. They People are like, who's watching the IRS? TIGTA audits the IRS. And so I was helping write talking points for the inspector general at TIGTA. 
Okay, is this too boring? No, I love this. <laughs> we'll cut it. Last episode we were talking about porn, so now this is okay. a great show. And you know, I, I have a range, Ted. I, <laughs> we could go back down low uh, into the she's gutter. She's a performer. We could go into the gutter if we need we'll to. Get, we'll go all over the place. Yeah, so I was um, helping write for the inspectors general, but they also, like, at that point in time, they needed, like, the resident millennial on staff to help with, like, Twitter. Okay, at, they were, this, like, so at, Twitter. at this point... You were like 23, 24 years old when you were doing this? No, so this is still in college. This was like... During your year abroad. Yeah, my year abroad. Okay. So I was a junior in college. So I'm like, what? I'm 18? No, no, no. No, I'm not fucking 18. I'm 20. Yeah. I'm turning 21. 19, 20? Yeah, so I was like 20. And then did that, went back to D.C. for the summer, though, and worked at like a public affairs firm. Okay. And doing like you know, that kind of thing for different nonprofits and like but other. working as a speech writer for these. Not necessarily. Companies. It was more like talking points. Yeah. Kind of teaching them how to use their words effectively on totally. stage, maybe. Yeah. Okay. And um, in at that public affairs firm, they are they did like media training. So they would teach CEOs and like presidents how to like communicate okay. at a public level. So that's what they do with like NBA players, NHL players before they, yeah. you know, go to the league and stuff like that. Right. Okay. So, so more professional speech. All of that sort of like, yeah, learning how to teach people how to present. It was more financial, like nonprofits and stuff. Okay. But there were people that were clients that were like high end, like corporate people that you would teach them how to present and like give you know, press conferences and, or be on the news really was the biggest thing. Like, I think one of their clients was like, and I, I guess I could say, cause no one knows where I worked, but it was like Planned Parenthood was one of their clients. So they had been like training the Planned Parenthood folks on how to be on the news and stuff. You know what I mean? Like how to, what, answer certain questions? Yeah, how to answer questions. They would do like how to look at the camera, like instead of like looking somewhere else or like they would just train you in. Where are we supposed to look right now? Um, well, I guess you would just look at the lens. <laughs> okay. But also I was an intern, so I wasn't the one <laughs> right, doing right, right, the, right, right. I wasn't like, hey, CEO, let me teach you how to fucking talk. Yeah. You know, I was like writing most of the tweets at that point. But that was like what the public affairs firm did. And that's what I was trying to do. Like, I was like, oh, I'm going to work here after college. Like, this is going to be what I do. Going to Michigan, did you see yourself doing this sort of job? And then how did you switch to comedy? That's a good question. No, I don't think I knew going into college what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to do comedy, though. Well, did you, play, did you play sports or do drama in high school? I did sports, no drama. Is that how got it, that got you into Michigan? Or no. Or it was just like a nice extracurricular? I was like, I was just, uh, that was just nice extracurricular. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I was like a good student, you know. Right. I was like, you know, wanted to go. Were you in a go. sorority there? I was. What, KKG? No. DG? No. Uh, I, was at, I was in AKO. AKO. I don't know if I know that one. Which, um, it's so embarrassing now to be in a sorority, but it did. Is it? It is. It is. As someone who's like trying to be more of a creative, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's embarrassing. Right, <laughs> to be like, doing the chants right. and like being bitchy to other girls not a good look now <laughs> not it's not aging you know well. what I, mean? I think also in comedy in new york city all the girls are kind of friends like you yourself like i see you hanging around a lot yeah. of different girls like there's a nice click of girls it doesn't seem like a mean girls type of clique. no it's pretty it's pretty cohesive i feel like right. the women of comedy mm -hmm. we're all kind of pals and non-binary folk you know it's everyone. We're all we're all chilling. Absolutely. Yeah. So you went to high school in Stony Brook. Yep. And you grew up there your whole life. Yep. What made you come to the city? Let's talk about comedy. You okay. said you always loved comedy. So in the pandemic, yeah. I always wanted to do comedy, but secretly. And then me too. By the way, you say secretly. Yeah. Not secretly, but just like I was just I never really put my full two feet in. Yeah. I was always like, okay, I recently. feel like I was always a performative person and like very theatrical and like. Um, you know, and people would tell me I was funny and stuff. And then I would, that's what I really wanted to do. But I was like, no, I have to get a job and like have a life. Like I just was wanted to parents, conform. Though? They didn't necessarily say it. They didn't 
explicit. They always said I could do whatever I wanted to do. Right, but you can't graduate from Michigan and then hop right into comedy. Right. I, I graduate with, you know, <laughs> 90K in loans. Yeah, I'm not going to go like not start stand-up comedy. Sure. I'm going to go fucking find a job to pay off the loans. Yeah, whilst potentially doing stand-up comedy at night. Right. Which you were doing, maybe? No. So okay. this is, so pandemic happened. Lose my job in April of 2020. And you were living in New York City at the time? Or you were no, in DC? No, I was still in DC. And then I don't get paid by unemployment, Ted, for 10 months. And I, I slipped through the cracks. I would, but you were still applying every month? Yeah. Oh, every day. I would call. I applied when I lost my job. And I would call every day like a mad woman. I'd be on the phone for like three hours with the ring back. So after 10 months, did they just give you like $20,000? Yeah, it was like a lump, it was a lump sum. Um, it was wild. But in that time of truly being completely bankrupt, I was like, okay, if nothing, like if this happens again, if I ever get to a point in my life where I have nothing yeah. and I have to identify with myself only yeah. and I, the only way I'm comfortable is if I do, if I make people laugh, like if I'm being funny on stage, I think that's a life that if I make no money and nothing else good happens ever again, I can like rest my head on the pillow and like feel good about my life. Speaking of Planned Parenthood though, what happens if you had a kid and you slipped through the cracks? Would right. that, would that not oh, happen? Or fucked. Like there was a whole, like, like DC in general had a ton of people who slipped through the cracks. Um, my thing was the person who was assigned to my case left the, left the unemployment agency. So it never got reassigned was what happened to me. But people went into thousands and thousands of credit card debt if they had kids. Cause I was reading on Reddit. Like I was, I was going crazy <laughs> trying to find other people who this was happening to. And there were like Reddit threads and things. And like, finally after months and months and months, I just did my own sleuthing. Like I went on Twitter, found the names of the person who could possibly be at the agency, oh, shit, made the like email, and I like made That's up fake to emails be to try to proactive, like yeah. CCing your assistant. Yeah, literally, <laughs> here's my assistant literally. helping me with my unemployment yeah. status. Yeah, and so I was like, "Help me!" Like I literally had to sleuth. Like I'll call Delta. I'll be on the line with them for three hours in a day, and then right. maybe I'll be able to change my flight for a hundred dollars instead of a hundred fifty dollar fee. I can only imagine how slow the unemployment Insane. offices are. Yeah, it would be. Ted, I would be. I'm sorry about that. Going That's grocery just... shopping with like, or luckily I had my, a boyfriend. Like I still uh -huh. do I have that same boyfriend. Yeah. So luckily I could eat. He stuck it out. He stuck it out. Nice. We actually had a blast <laughs> like in the pandemic because I was like losing my shit. You guys grew together. We grew. There's nothing deeper than that. There's nothing deeper. Maybe you guys could have been in the woods and Stony Brook, but besides right. having no money is pretty close to it. It was, yeah, it was trauma bonding. It really was. He had a job though at the time? He had a job. Okay. So we were like, I was floating. But you were you living at home? No, I was living in my apartment in D.C. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I was just like, uh, I don't know what to do. Um, and my parents loaned me money for rent, but they're not even that liquid. You know what I mean? It wasn't like they're my like safety net. I wasn't like, hey, mommy and daddy, like hook it up. It was like, could you maybe like float me? And they're like, well, yeah, like we'll make it work. But it was like not. It was a stretch. It wasn't a good situation for anyone. Shit. Okay. Pandemic. <laughs> you were doing yeah. mics at the DC Improv and stuff. No. So then I move after. So I'm. I don't have a job for a few months. My roommate wants to move when our lease ends. She's moving to New York. New York, and I'm like, you weren't living with your boyfriend though. He lived in a different apartment. Yeah. Okay. At that point, we'd lived in two different apartments. Yeah. And then I moved, and. I moved, like, my roommate's like, I'm going to New York. I'm like, okay, I'll start comedy. I'm coming with. Yeah, let's just do it. So you moved in with your roommate in New York City? Yeah. Oh, you guys are good friends. Yeah, Where'd we're you pals. meet? We met in college. Michigan. Sisters. Okay, Sisters. Michigan ladies, let's go. Yeah. And I got the smallest room in the apartment because let's I was unemployed. Go. Okay. Um, And we got, like, a pandemic deal. Where? Um, Lower East Side. Ooh. So it was pretty, like... Pretty chic. It was pretty sweet. Nice. And by then, I, like, after a few months in there, I started to get paid from unemployment. I got the lump sum and I got a freelance gig that helped me survive. What was the freelance gig? It was random. It doesn't even matter. It was like I was building <laughs> PowerPoints for a fucking company. Oh, okay. Company. So it's still kind of related. Yeah. Still. And still my day job yes, is like yeah, yeah. helping, like I do social media for a tech company. So I still do that all the time, which is so, uh, 
Gross. Moving to New York, though. Yeah. Getting into comedy more so. Yeah. Has it just been progressive? Like just you continuously doing shows? Yeah. So I uh, started doing, when I knew I wanted to do stand-up, I asked the tiny cupboard if I could run their Twitter for free before I even did my first open mic so that I could see if I even wanted to do it because I was like, as you're finding out, I'm a very like deliberate person. So I was like, can I just like come and hang out, run your Twitter and see if I even want to do stand up? Because like, if I'm going to do it, it's going to be like balls to the wall. Like Did you just show up and ask one of the owners? No, I like emailed them. When was that? that you 2020. Asked that? It was probably like September, 2020. What was your thought process behind that? I was like, let me just get involved in the Some space. Sort of like writing. Cause you said you liked writing. Yeah. And I had done Twitter for like, for these what was your pitch to them, companies. though? Were you like, I'll come up with clever tweets? Yeah, I was like, about, I like, see that you have no today? one running your Twitter. Like, they had like 40 followers okay. when I started. And they would just have the, you know how MailChimp has like an automatic tweet that you can send out when you send an email blast? I've heard of MailChimp, but I, I'm not familiar with the service. So you can just like send an automatic email. So the only things on their Twitter were like the auto email blast with like a weird link. To the shows that were that night, yeah. maybe? Okay. So then I was like, hey, guys, like, can I just, like, help you out for free and, like, hang out and, like, learn about comedy? Uh-huh. And they were like, yeah, sure, like, for free? And I'm like, yeah, I just want to, like, see if I want to do this. And then after a few months, I'm like, I want to do this. And then I did my first open mic December 2020. And then from there, balls to the wall. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> fucking, doing stand doing up, all right the, up the nasal, nasal passage. Yeah. Did you do plays and theater growing up in Stony Brook? Did you come to the city, see The Lion King and shit? Or, oh, or I mean, yeah, we saw like Broadway and stuff. Okay. But like I, and my parents were always big stand-up fans. But I never did like plays or anything like that. Improv? No. Class Nothing. clown in high school, though? Yeah, I was what cracking was your, jokes. What, what was your was high school experience jokes. like? I was like, my high school experience was actually really interesting because I got involved. Boys were one of my first drugs, is what I like to say. It's like, or like books were my first drug. Yeah, like I was like a big boys. reader as a kid. Like yeah. I was like a nerd. Like what kind of books? Like everything. Like the I. Catcher in the Rye, maybe? Oh, Catcher in the Rye. I, yeah, I fucking. fucking hold in Catcher in the Rye. Just love. Oh, <laughs> Animal Farm. Give me some fucking Orwell. <laughs> like, I love. I love it. I love it all. Fucking but Ender's Game. Do you remember I, that one? I actually didn't read that, but I, I know, know what you're if talking I did about. Too. I think I did a book report on it, but I, I don't think. Yeah. I, maybe I did the, the, what's it called? Notes. Spark oh, notes. Little. I don't I don't understand how kids are going to actually focus on school these days with a chat GPT these days. It's a I, joke. I it actually makes me topics. nervous. No, it actually yeah. makes me nervous. You got to homeschool your kid. You like, do. Not a joke. Not a joke cuz they already can't write. Yeah. At oh all. my god, script? Forget about it. Forget about it. Like, I tried to write something the other day. It's been a while. I still like, you know, they say like geniuses have messy handwriting. Yeah. That's what I would like to think about myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's just because I'm really smart. Yeah, well, chicken scratch. I just write too fast. I'm like, my mind moves faster yeah. than my hands. But what were we talking about before well, chat GPT? problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, these, that's I just not. get nervous. They, their brains just don't even, because even my brain has been withering away. So like, I can't even imagine if your whole life has been, spark notes yeah like, maybe they'll just get more used to it i was on tiktok the yeah. other day i saw this three-year-old legitimately playing call of duty on an ipad like well like, they're like yeah. smarter than us insane yeah and kids are like older younger now because they like consume more media so like if you like talk like to little kids think, wait, what do you mean older younger how do you mean they're like at, there's like this one girl on tiktok that i'm thinking of who's like you know 10 years old but she talks like she's 50 because like they're just they have more they, they hear people on shit. podcasts more like they just right. know how adults talk more and are more they interface with adults more in media. Interesting though. So they're just like interesting saying. Yeah. I think yeah, I think we're just we're gonna keep getting smarter. Hopefully our physical um body keeps up with our mental progression. Hopefully. You know what I mean? Because getting in all of these all these facts and information you're just sitting there you're sedentary yeah so it's not so great for the physical 
It's spooky. But I don't know. I feel like we're also in a simulation too. So something above us is going to figure it out. Hopefully. What do you think about that? I like that. You think like somebody's controlling us right now? No, I don't. I would like to think someone's controlling because really? then they mean they're, it's like someone's driving. But right now we're all just But they like, could be drunk. That's true. They could <laughs> they be acting be, in bad faith. Yeah, could, yeah exactly. They, they could, could be, be fucking in it bad up. faith, which is something interesting. People are like, the devil's got a hold of you. Right. Fuck that. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck that. GPT. There's got yeah, something weird. Something weird's going on here. You know what I mean? Like something's fishy. Catch me like a couple days here and there. Like, what's really going on? What is this? Does this mean anything? Do you want me to go into my full nihilistic like rant? Bring it. Is I nihilistic? Think, what does that mean? It means like you're just like pessimistic about the future of humans. I'm quite optimistic. I'm quite an optimistic person, but I would love to hear your pessimistic okay. viewpoint. Because I'm optimistic in regular life, like with my own stuff. Yeah. But I have this... <laughs> Not the I, overall view. I really fear a Wally world. Water, please. Oh, thanks. Yes. I fear a Wally world. I don't know if you saw Wally, the Disney I movie. I think I did. W-A-L-L-E. He's yes. like a lamp or some shit. Yeah. Okay. And he's like a little robot. Wow. I, I also heard before you started the story, I heard mixed things about that. Am I correct in remembering that I heard mixed things about Wally? Probably. Okay. But I think it's like a dystopian, like it shows like a post, post, post modern world where like the apocalypse happens <laughs> pretty much. And we all have to move on to a spaceship. But beyond that which i think would be like hundreds and thousands of years to come if anything i'm not that pessimistic but i do think that a lot of people are go are like i think we're being poisoned by our food i agree i agree i don't even think that's pessimistic to say i don't think and people are like no, we are. we're pretending like it's people's You're fault not supposed like to they're eat. eating too much it's fucked up that we're not even supposed to eat right really that much right <laughs> and then like you're it's just like, I don't know, food is literally has all these chemicals, all these toxins that we don't even fucking know. And everyone's getting cancer younger. People used to just, just to like die of being old. People just were old and they died. Up until like, what, 40 years ago. Right. And now everyone's got cancer and doctors are just like, oh, it's Take genetic. And it's no. like, no, it's literally our environment. Like everything is and i don't have to go into a full rant but no, 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 i really on. think give us, give us that more. there's like i don't i think everything is sort of like contaminated a, we are super disconnected from what we think is in our food we yes. have no idea for yes. the most part and i'd say 95% of people that eat any sort of food don't look in the ingredients right. don't really care to know what's in the ingredients uh it's interesting i'm vegan yeah. oh so, so you kind of I ha I've had like a phase of where I did a bunch of research into what really was making my body feel like shit. And it was my diet. Yeah. For sure. Like eating a ton of McDonald's, eating processed foods, it just makes you not feel well. You know that feeling after you have a huge lunch or a huge dinner and you're like, oh, I just need to be rolled home. Right. Like that's not normal. It's not good. If you, <laughs> if you <laughs> eat that much vegan food, you never feel like that. You just feel right. full. You never feel like you need to be legitimately rolled home. I have right. found, nor do I ever feel sick from eating too much and food. It's like the source of even, like, even if you are trying to eat clean, people are buying their fucking chicken from Costco. They're getting these chickens. I'm like very like big meat to me. I'm not a vegan, but I'm very into like sustainably sourced meat because I think hormones and stuff. I'm getting so, this isn't going to be funny at no, all. No, 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 full, it's interesting. It, but it's interesting. We love it, yeah. <laughs> As Dave Chappelle says, you don't always have to be funny, but you have to be interesting. He says that? Well, he heard that from another comedian and then that comedian went on stage and bombed. So. Okay. But then we got the message here. Here we go. Right. We're being but interesting. this is a podcast. This is yes, a different medium. Yes, absolutely. Guys, different bear with medium. me. So what was I saying? Okay, big food. So I think meat is like, we're overdoing it big time. Definitely. You know this. Did you watch Game Changers, by the way? I watched Game Changers, but you know, forks over knives, fed up, all that what good the health? stuff. Cowspiracy, what the health, all that shit. Seaspiracy too? Yes. Okay. And, um... I just think that we're like, even if you try to eat clean, but you're doing it from like these very sort of removed sources, it's just not even 
Even there. the fruit, apparently, and vegetables with all the pesticides. Right, because Roundup is kill- that pesticide they were using for years. When you um, have the stuff in your, it's called Roundup. It's what in your? There's a lawsuit in your fucking what's a parking lot. What's it called in yeah. the suburbs? Your driveway. Oh my yeah, god! I, <laughs> in the driveway, they were spraying the thing, and right. apparently, that was really bad for you. It's so bad for you. Yeah. It's like now there's huge class action lawsuits because everyone's getting cancer, um, and it's like, yeah, we're all like gonna die of modernity. Is basically my point, and we're like, oh, we're making people better. What's modernity? Like modern life. Oh my god! Like yeah. the more modern we advance, itty. Right, the, right, right. the weaker we're getting. And we're like, no, but we're making medical advancements. It's like, no, we're making people sicker. We're not. You, I could go on forever. Kitty for president. Thank you. What is the solution right here? Do we just have a Local lot more farming? What's it going to take for us to actually go back to farming? I don't think there's don't a way know. to go back. There's too much money it's, being printed we're too from far gone. the hundreds of thousands of millions of billions of animals that are being killed every day and just like right. slaughtered for money. The, there's a lot of money. And, and then also the health behind it too. Right. Giving somebody a pill, not telling them to walk more, go out in the sun or eat right. locally based meat. For instance, I have PCOS which a lot of women have now. What's that? Polycystic ovarian syndrome. Okay. So it's like a hormonal imbalance, basically. And when you go to the doctor, they're basically like, oh, like take birth control because that like fixes the symptoms. Sorry, did I hear this one time that you had gotten like really sick at one point? Was this you who told this story? I did get very sick at one point. Maybe I heard this I like did a have, podcast or something. So I had an ovarian cyst rupture and hit a blood vessel in 2020 and i internally hemorrhaged for like 24 hours it was wild it was bad it was also trauma bonding for me and my boyfriend okay because i was like you know because i was gonna have to get emergency surgery and i was just like hey guy that Uh, i've been uh, dating for six months like thanks for being here Um, i'm about to have a million dollar surgery i was like make sure my eggs are okay like i don't know what else to do they ended up getting the bleeding to stop, but then I was on bed rest for like a week and then it took like months for the blood to reabsorb into my body. So I had like this, like my abdomen was like extended from like all this blood. It was wild, Ted. It was crazy. Was it red? It was right before the pandemic. No, but like it hurt to move because like if blood in your body, just like free balling, if it touches up against other organs, it like hurts. Like blood like hurts inside. Did it look any different though? No, like it was just externally? like, it was just like filled up. So weird. Like you touch it and it'd be like. Right. Like it was just like, and then eventually it just like reabsorbed. Wow. It was crazy. Okay. So you were talking about this though. Yeah. So anyway, and funny enough, they didn't diagnose me then with this, which is like wild. So anyway, this is also why I get like a little bit, why I'm like very sort of hippy dippy hippy crunchy granola with health and stuff because i just don't really trust and i promise i don't have an anti-vaxxer edge (laughs) i promise you but i am very like i get very i don't know i don't super trust doctors i think the white lab coat effect is like very much a thing i remember i went to the dermatologist and i had cystic acne like balls boils on my face and the doctor, before he gave me Accutane, he was telling me that the stuff that I eat doesn't affect my skin at all. And like now I just what look back on that and I just feel like that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You say maybe when you eat pizza and the oil goes on your face, that would affect the skin. But I just feel like doctors don't know anything. They're fucking dumb. Like dairy. Yeah. If I eat too much dairy one week, I break out. I got to pull back. I'm like, okay, kitty, relax on the cheese. And yeah. it goes away. But the PCOS... Doctors just like, yeah, here's here's birth control. I'm like, okay, how about we just like fix the hormonal imbalance? Let's not But why why even birth control though? Like what? Because that's the only <laughs> thing they know. Right. That's the only thing they know how to do. To, your to OB, prescribe you something. That, so that was your OBGYN doctor? No, this is an endocrinologist. What's the difference? Endocrinologist just does like hormones. Yeah. And OBGYN does like the, you know, the physical. Internal. Right. So they they don't know what they're fucking doing. And so there's all these women out there. Alyssa VT is like the queen of like this natural movement to balance your hormones. Um, she wrote Women Code and like all this stuff. And there's basically evidence that with diet, 
you can balance these things yourself and that you don't have to just like get back on birth control and like take synthetic hormones, which I think are the problem. And I think that's what got me into this mess is I was on birth control from 15 to 21. And I was fine before then. But they're like, you were born with it. I'm like, no, I wasn't. You ever fast? I used to fast. Um, now, uh, I don't really fast. I do more cycle syncing, which is when you eat differently for different phases of your menstrual cycle. I'm fine with fasting during my follicular phase. I'm crazy. <laughs> Wait, we're going to. That? So I've never like, on an episode asked what so many words are, by the way. Really? This is a record for me. Yeah, maybe I'll ask one time, but it's like the fourth time. <laughs> Maybe modernized, I should have gotten, but it sounded different. Okay, your follicular phase. Go ahead, kid. So in your follicular phase, <laughs> I'm such a jerk. I should just. No, I, love I should it. have kept. We love it. We should have given me a dictionary blow jobs and rim jobs. We did a little cocaine bit. Yeah, rim <laughs> jobs, clean and dirty Sanchez, the whole nine. We could do. We could do. We could talk about rim jobs. She's diverse. We could we do it all, but and the men are, have already gone out of this. They're like, uh, fucking bye. Um, wait, is your follower base more men or women? Do you know? That's a good question. No, it's uh, it's Who's pretty out even. There? It's pretty even. Okay, write a comment. Are you man or woman or both? He, she, you know, either way. Yeah, and I guess if you are a gentleman, I think this is valuable info for you because you can manipulate women better with this information. Boys, perk up those ears. The more you know. Let's hear. So follicular phase is like the beginning of your cycle. Then you go into um, your ovulation, ovulatory phase, which is when women are supposed to, you know, get fertilized, if you will. Then you have your luteal phase, which is when the uterus builds the, the lining of the uterus to like try to have a baby, you know. And then in your menstrual phase, it sheds it all. How do you know so much about this? Because I do so much research. On kind of everything? I do a lot of research on everything. I'm a bit of an obsessive person. Okay, do you have obsessive compulsive I do. disorder? Oh, I do. You do? Yes. But in a, what's it like? And is it bad or, or it what? It used to be bad. I've made leaps and bounds. Um, when I was a kid, I was very like, um, very OCD. I would wear the same thing every day, wake up at the same time, make my parents, I would wake up my parents and be like, stripey shirt. Like I would want the same thing. I, I couldn't wear a different outfit. Did you have multiple of the same outfit though? No. I wanted only this shirt. Like, what was the shirt? It was this striped shirt that was like from yellow like, and blue. From what? Just, I don't know. Gap or? I don't know. I don't even know if it exists anymore, but Oh, so it was vintage. It was vintage. <laughs> but like very young, I always was very like Okay, patterned. waking up same time, same breakfast? I don't know. In high school, I did do the same breakfast. My life, I've always been very choreographed okay. with like everything. I would sit down at the table at like, I'm earliest I remember was like second grade. I'd be like, wake up 6.02, eat Cheerios at 6.04. Punctual too? Yeah. Right, like today, that's why I was like, punctual. I was like, oh no, right. I'm late, no, but I got here late. I mean, early, on time. Early, or a woman early. But I was like, I'm late. Um, and then in yeah, high school, super choreographed with everything. In college, very much an exerciseaholic and very like, I had to work out the same amount every day. And How if often I didn't, um, I would I had to run between four and six miles at the same time every day. And what'd you say if you didn't? What, what? I would die, or I would I would vomit up my food. Not good. I was like very self-punishing. Don't worry. We've had therapy, gang. We're good. Your girl's good. good. We're in a mature form. Um, and then after college, I was very... Um, oh, I still also... I'll brush my teeth in the same way. Every time I'll do like six. Right six, hand, six, naturally. Yeah. You ever try and brush your tooth, teeth with your left hand? Oh my God. Oh, it's so, so hard. hard. <laughs> it's so, so hard. hard. Me too. I'm trying to do like thinking about it. I'm like, like hit my eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> you become just an completely incompetent. Literally. Just, it's like doing it with the lights off. It's, <laughs> it's insane. Um, so yeah, everything about, I like to do everything the same way. Was there anything that stands out that you remember that you did because of your OCD? The four to six miles was the big one. Yeah. Um, oh, 
after college, I was very much like right after college when I moved to DC, I had to like make my bed the same way every day in like a very, and then I would walk around my bed to the bathroom in the same way. Like everything was very much a dance. And I felt like if something threw that, well, I would never let that get thrown off was the thing. I would walk to work in the same exact way. And if I walked with my roommate, I was like, can we make the left here? Like if I go this way, I'll die. It was like a 20 minute walk. If it said, don't walk this way though. I wouldn't go the other way. I would wait. Yeah. I would wait. Being in New York, that that would have been very tough. I imagine right. it's probably tough in Washington, D.C. too. Yeah. These long-ass walks, right? Right. And I would just be like, <laughs> nope. Like, I walk this way. What if the street was closed? It, that never, I don't yeah, think that yeah. really happened. Yeah, I don't happened. think that would happen. If it happened, but if we I had would... A, if we're living in a simulation, chances are, you know, the world work, the universe right. works fo- uh, for you, not against you. Right. Abundance mindset. Yes. But I would probably cross the street if there was construction. But I'd be like, okay, fuck this. Yeah. You know, I'd be like, I don't. Um, but now I don't really do those things. I, uh, I feel I have control over my life. So I don't try to control other things about me. That's you know? really what it's about? I guess yeah. it's like a compulsive um, thought on whatever, whatever it is you're trying to get done. Yeah. It definitely, and I think this is the case for other people with OCD as well. It will spike in times where you feel a lack of control over yourself or your life. So you just try to do things this and you're like, well, if I'm just perfect, then everything will be perfect, you know, but that's totally not the case. And so I was medicated for it for a little bit. What were you taking? I was on Celexa, which is just an SSRI. Um, but I was like, how about I just learn to like fucking live my life better? Like, cause I wasn't, super fucked like it wasn't really in the way of my life like i wasn't like there are some people with ocd that it takes them three hours to leave the house because they can't stop locking and unlocking things and like checking do you know somebody like that no but they'll be there's a show called obsessed where you can see these people these poor people have like way more niche and way more time is taken up by it whereas like i was very functioning and like the things that i did were very much in my life like it was just the way I took a shower was the same way. The way I walked around my apartment was the same way. But I wouldn't take up more time. Like, there wasn't too much time devoted to it. Did you have siblings? Yeah. That's the, the neighbor, by the way. Oh, okay. The I was like, do you have a roommate? Sometimes, yeah. Like- sometimes people bug out with that noise. Because, like, when I'm asleep, too, I'll just hear, like, creaking in the hallway. Like, somebody's walking into my bedroom. Like that. I'll hear that. And I'll just be like, oh, my God. Is somebody walking into my, like, my bedroom? No, yeah. Fuck. I'm all good. For the most part, I'm all good. That's interesting, though. Did you, <laughs> did you, do you have siblings growing up? Yeah. I have an older sister and a younger sister. Where did they go to college? Um, my older sister went to Penn State. Okay. N- my younger Nittany sister went to Lions. Michigan with me. And yeah. okay, were you guys around the same age? She was two years younger than me, mm-hmm. but she ran on the track team. Ooh. So she's way cooler. Let's go. And yeah. they both live uh, in Long Island still? So? Uh, older sister, Long Island. Younger sister, San Francisco. Good kids. Good kids. Nice. Yeah. And your family life, though, was supportive of your comedy decision, as you said, that, you know, you can do for the most part whatever you want. Yeah, totally. For sure. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised, actually, no one gave me any friction. Well, I think it's because, you know, you did kind of what you needed to do through the age of 21, Mm -hmm. right? Like you were a good kid up until at least 21 for, for as far, far as your parents saw. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how many fights I've been in with my parents by the time I was like 16 or 17. And I was like, I could have been doing heroin right now. (laughs) You know, like being dramatic on some shit like that. When you make it like relative. I could have right away been arrested and murdered somebody by now. I could be a junkie. Yes. I'm just drinking the park. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. With a brown paper bag. My mom was just like, my parents are just like, you know, go to college, do what you got to do. And then from that point forward. Right. You know, kind of do whatever. But I I, was an early drinker, though. I will be clear. 14. Yeah, it was kind of around me. Like, what's that? Eighth grade? I would just get wasted. I think it was ninth for me. House party. So I grew up in the city and we we had a basement in my in the townhouse that I grew up in. And I had a party when I was a sophomore in high school and the kid came over and he drank too much and he ended up passing out. He like threw up on the rug. We had to call the ambulance. I went to my parents. 
upstairs and I was like, Min, it's throwing up everywhere. I don't know what to do. My dad was so pissed. We had to call the ambulance. They brought out the fucking oh stretcher. God. The cops came like four hours later. But thank God he had brought al- the alcohol from outside and brought it into my parents' house. Like they would have gotten in so much trouble yeah, looking back on it. the social law that came into effect. Wait, when was that? So this was probably... I guess right around the time, though, that I got... Was right around trouble. the time. Either probably right before like or right after. 15 years ago. 15 years ago. Probably. Yeah, so it was probably right before it came into effect, which is where parents could start to get in trouble for having alcohol, kids. even if, yeah, having, like, drunk kids, basically, in the house. So it was, like... It was crazy. I was pretty scared. Game. What? That's uh, spooky. How did you get around though when you were drinking that much? Were you taking oh, lies, lies, lies? Seniors in high school. Oh yeah, I told you, boys. Telling. This is where this is where the boys come in as the drug. In high school, I started getting attention from guys really early on, and I'm like, oh. When you were freshman, they were senior. So our high school was actually only tenth, eleventh, twelfth. Okay. Actually, junior high is really when it started. I was starting to get attention. Or that's also after puberty. You know what I mean? Like, that's when everyone starts heating up, you know? So, <laughs> so I, like, start getting attention from guys. And I'm like, oh, this is, like, this is sick. You yeah. know? I was like, I Definitely. really like this. Let's go. So I, like, you know. I <laughs> so I, like, had a ton of boyfriends who, or not a ton of, but specific key boyfriends who were like traumatizing like this one guy that i dated i was in 10th grade he fucking the first blowjob i ever gave he started taking pictures of me so i just i you know that that scene in like finding nemo where like the flashes and he's like passing out i like look up and i'm just like what the and he's like taking pictures or like I went to a house party. I wouldn't wait, even wait, say the word trauma. Happened that? Where is that? In the car or something? It was at a friend in a friend's basement. I know. Pictures. What do you trauma. have? A Kodak camera with him? Trauma. Or no, like, like phone, his phone. Pics. Flash because it was like dark. So he's just like. I was just like, what the fuck? Um, but then he like once took my shirt and flashed everyone at a house party. Just like took like Janet Jackson to me, and I was without just the like, nipple and I just like looked. I remember looking at this one kid, Andy, and I was just like, Andy saw your boobs. Yeah, and I just there was nothing I could do. Like this kid is six three. He looked Ted like a forty year old man. How old is he? He was a year older than me, but he was one of those guys. You know those guys who just look old, so young. Yeah, like he was the one who bought beer. He had this low voice. Weird fucking guy. I think still to this day, a fucking weirdo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like truly a weird man. And he like did, I won't even say the other stuff because it's like not even clippable. But he like, he was also, he was in a crowd where I could, it would facilitate my drinking because his friends could drive and like we would just like bop around. So I was like, oh, this is fun. Like I can just like get drunk, have, and I was like in love with him. You know what I mean? I was like, this is sick. You play sports? Yeah. What sport? Oddly, soccer. Which is like not a. a I usually, it's lacrosse. nice guys and like yeah. yeah 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 soccer. I was like, <laughs> yeah. like you're always old nice right. So for this guy. Right, this motherfucker. <laughs> this gay. This gay. This fucking fairy feet. Yeah, even though fairy he, feet, even literally. though I love soccer guys, they're usually yeah. the good ones. But this guy. So anyway, so then after that is like, you know, you need another one to after that breakup, you need another one. Another, and another one. Just another guy. Uh, yes. You just need another one, another one, another sure. one. And so then after him, I had dated this guy for like four years. And he was fucked me up a little too. I think we both were not good for each other though. We were both like But this was in high school this and this is middle in high school. school. Where did he end up going to college? He ended up going to Springfield and played lacrosse there in Massachusetts. Yeah. What about the soccer player? Where did he go? Do you remember? He went to Hartford. The fuck? Whatever. Fuck that guy. I don't know. Oh. (laughs) But he, yeah, both the second one, no hard feelings. It was he was just like young and like emotionally fucked up. The first guy, fucking weirdo, weird man. And he very, I mean, you basically kind of said it. But do you have any weird stories from high school that you remember? Or so, stories that where you got in trouble said for your drinking. Oh yeah. So this is not 
when did I really get in? I actually was really good at going around things, but this one story was, so the first boyfriend I'm talking about, I was at a house party with him and we went out to his car to like hook up and my parents came to pick me up at the same time. Did you know that they were coming to pick you up? No, like I didn't, like the timing, I wasn't looking at my phone. Cause at that point, you know, you have your little slidey phone. It wasn't yeah. like an iPhone. So like we were in the basement, it's like 3G texting. It's not like iMessage kind of. So I don't think I got the text slash in where I live on Long Island, bad service. Right, they were like, we're coming to pick you up at in X amount of time and you didn't get Right, slash time. I'm not looking at it. Right, like right, I'm thinking right. I have the whole night. Yeah, They pull up and I have to get out of the car with him in front of my parents. And you're both like in the back awful. seat. Yeah, which is just like mortifying for a father to sit like you can't. He didn't. My dad didn't talk to me for three days. How old were you at that time? I like was 16? fifteen, and he was sixteen. Bad news bears. Yeah. I took this to a dark place. We'll lift yeah. it back up. <laughs> we'll lift, lift it, it back, back up, up with a positive story. One of your best moments. Me. What was one of your best moments in college? You know, you guys had a great football team, mm. great sports atmosphere, and also, mm. I mean, great school in general. Besides I, the fact that it's freezing up there. Fucking cold. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. But I, uh, college was fun. I loved, so I lived in a house senior year of college with 16 other girls. That's a lot of women. It was a lot of women. And we just fucking clowned all fucking, like we were just, every Saturday was so fun. Mm -hmm. We had our little porch where we would, you know. What year did you graduate? 2017. Also, there was this thing that I don't think they do anymore called ski trip which was like, you would have to be, I don't know if they explained this to you, your Michigan friends, but you would have pregame partners in, so a frat and a sorority would be together for a tailgate season. And to like the pre, the pre-engagement for that was like, you would be, you would go on ski trip together. And then that would mean that you were going to be pregame partners for that football season. A frat and a sorority would go yeah, on a for ski Mark, trip together. MLK weekend, we'd go up north in Michigan. But there was a frat that got in giant trouble for completely vandalizing a hotel. Like, uh, like the pictures are wild. The house like, wasn't rented? They were staying in a hotel? No, like sometimes trip? you would rent a house, sometimes you'd go to a hotel. This one happened to be... And after that was like the death of ski trips. So that's why I don't know if they do it anymore. But they took like, there were ceilings, ceiling tiles like out of the ceiling. Like, but I had a whole alter ego for ski trip called ski trip kit because I was just a blast. I had a good time. I was just on another level. But you went with a different frat every year. You went with yeah. four different frats. No, we ended up. So I don't think I went Rush. No, no, I did. We went with one frat, then another frat. I think we alternated because you ended up usually having the same one or same, t like, different two that would, like, alternate. So they were, like, your pals. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of them were already your friends. And uh, so I had a whole fucking... That was a good time. <laughs> Best college moment. Yeah. Is Best, that it? Honestly, yeah, I would say ski trip, probably. I don't know which one. Maybe the... Uh, Maybe my like junior year ski trip. I don't know. They were also fun. They we had like a big house for one that was like a big white house and everything. It was like super bougie and like like the carpet was white, the walls were white, so there was no like colored alcohol. Like no one could bring like red wine or like has to be drinking everything had to be Chardonnay, yeah. right? Yeah. But everyone was like, I don't know how that mattered because it probably got so <laughs> fucked up anyway that it was like best best moment in New York City, comedy wise. Before we get out of here, woo! Okay, you on the spot. Um, I was hosting at the cellar, and I I was helping out with a mentor and hosting at Fat Black, and I got off stage and and I was like, I like did well, you know, and uh, I got off stage and he goes, and I really respect him, you know, he's super funny. And my mentor just goes, okay, you got it. You got the thing. Like, cause he, he's like reluctant to give compliments. So like, he was basically like, you're good. Like you have the thing you need to do to do this. And I was like, 
that was cool. And then he followed it with an insult. He was like, but you're all dick and no balls. And he like, was like, (laughs) you need more jokes. Like, I mean, you know, and that made perfect sense. But like, he was like, you, you got it. And I was like, when somebody who you respect tells you that in the game, definitely means a lot. Felt really good. And I was like, okay. And that's also when I felt that I cracked, like, instead of just doing jokes that I'd written, I felt like I was actually myself on stage. It was like that time on stage. Where when like, was that? This was probably ago. like last March, I think. Last March. I was recently sober. I was like doing... Are you, you sober know. now? Yeah. Or I really... I'm trying to shift to I don't really drink. Not that I'm completely sober. I'm, yeah, I'm, I don't really drink. Yeah. Like the big occasion and like every six weeks. That's fine. I think that's, yeah. I don't so really I'm drink. The, yeah, yeah, You're off the I party so. bus. Yeah. Like I smoke a, a lot of marijuana. Yeah. I'm a month clean of weed. Okay. Which is, but not on like, I don't know if I'll be that for life. Yeah. I just needed a break. Okay. Because I was just high all fucking day. <laughs> oh, just so, wake and bake, baby. Wake and bake, yeah, ask. Yeah, wake and bake. smoke and then work out? Oh, I wasn't even like working. You know what I mean? I was just like. I actually just take walks now. Nice. Hot girl walks, as they say. Hot girl walks. Yes. Not even. Usually I'm just like, you know, got my bald spot hanging out and I'm wearing like a fucking sweatshirt. (laughs) I forget what we were saying, but. We were just talking about comedy for a moment. Comedy. Yeah. So, oh yeah, I was smoking a ton. But yes, if I, I guess if I were to work out, I would have smoked before in my super heavy smoking phases. But right now, sober, getting back to drinking a little bit. Yeah. Which I think most people should be at because ultimately it's a slight poison, especially if you do it too much. Right. If you drink once a week, all right, twice a week, okay. Three times a week, I don't think is great. No. I don't think so. Because it just packs on. And then it also becomes very hard to become healthy after you're drinking so much. And your face gets so puffy. Sure. Yeah, my face has changed, Ted. It's actually wild when I look at pictures of myself. Really? I do not recognize me. Really? I'm like, oh my God. It is like round. My face was round. There was no cheekbone definition. Yeah, now you have nice cheekbone thank definition. You. Thank you. Kitty, thank you so much for coming Woo! on the Ted Jones Road Podcast. This is quite the episode, guys. You learned a lot <laughs> also based on how many questions I asked Kitty. Kitty, before we get out of here, we're popping up your Instagram. Please let us know where we can find you. Okay, you can find me at Kit Reynolds on Instagram and at Reformed Hot Girl on TikTok. Love it. Kitty, thank you so much. Thanks, And Ted. we'll see you guys soon. Peace. Woo!